Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Hashimoto's Roadmap Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Guevara, Certified Functional Nutritionist, and I created this podcast or I started this podcast to help support you with evidence-based strategies and approaches and mindset shifts to help you manage your autoimmune condition, whether you have Hashimoto's, whether you just have hypothyroidism, or you're like myself and you have Hashimoto's hypothyroidism and PCOS. And today I'm going to be doing something a little bit different with the podcast. And I've, you know, honestly, I've made a lot of shifts to to the podcast and really to how I show up and deliver free content over the last um 6 months, I would say. And I was thinking before I sat down to record this, I was like, yeah, should I even, you know, share things like this or just deliver content and move on? And I decided to to share, you know, kind of some of the thoughts in my head because more often than not, as a coach, as a podcaster, as a content creator, a lot of the ways that I show up are aligned and correlated with things that I'm I'm moving through in my own life. And as someone who has been in the coaching space as long as I have and has I've, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of folks at this point, as well as working with my own coaches at this point, um, I generally approach just about anything the way I would approach changes to my health, changes to my nutrition, changes to my fitness. And, and so in, in my mind, it's just – it's always helpful for me to hear other coaches or other professionals share kind of their behind the scenes because I always learn something about how I can make just, just tiny shifts in order to create better outcomes for myself. And so I thought that I would share a little bit about that because a lot of what I've been doing – over the past several months is playing and exploring for a couple of different reasons. And this is not unlike the way I encourage my one-on-one coaching clients to approach their nutrition, to approach their, their, their fitness. And I had a conversation with my own coach this morning and we were, we were talking about, you know, it at the time of this recording, it's, it's October. So we're well into the fourth quarter of the year. We're, you know, sprinting towards that, that finish line and whether it's, you know, conscious or subconscious, there's always this pressure to do some, well, okay, no, there, for me, there's this pressure to do something, but it usually goes one or two ways, right? We get the pressure to do something or we kind of go into what I refer to as effort land and we're just like, okay, I'll just wait till January. And so I was I was chatting with my coach about you know what what my what my next level version what my 2.0 self is is doing and I really like to do this and I've you know shared on the podcast over the last couple of years things like my birthday being my my quote New Year or January first um, and that I like to approach goal setting in in quarters and things like that because you know, again, as a coach, year after year after year, I see all these people make these really big resolutions and goals at the beginning of the year. And then come around October, it's like, okay, the year's almost gone. We're now like pushing towards January again. And I, and I haven't done shit with my goals. Um, 
And so as, as a coach and what I like to do with my clients is like, okay, like let's look at this in, in, in 90 day intervals. And this works for a couple of different reasons. First of all, it's much more manageable, right? It's like, if you were going to take a bite out of a cheeseburger, you were like trying to shove the whole burger in our mouth towards, you know, the end of the meal versus taking it bite by bite by bite. And it also gives you the opportunity to reflect and adjust. And this is a really big mistake that I see, you know, whether you have an autoimmune condition or not, just in the health and fitness space, I see this mistake made again and again and again. Create this goal, whether it's a weight loss goal, it's a performance goal, it's a health goal. And we don't give ourselves the opportunity to reflect and say, okay, this is what's working and this is what's not. And this is what feeds into the all or nothing, you know, black or white thinking that is diet culture that is the entire wellness industry, right? You're either doing this or or you're a failure. And so I was chatting, the, you know, this morning about, okay, here we are. It's the middle of um, October. You know, we've got a couple of months left in the year. What What is this going to look like? And I was really thinking, I was like, yeah, this is a lot of what I've done in my coaching business. And this is a lot of what I've done, you know, with, with the podcast and things like that. I've, and if, if you have been a longtime listener, you might have noticed over the past year, really, really year and a half, um, almost year and a half since I, I gave birth again, it's it's really leaning into, okay, when I show up on this podcast, when I show up in my free Facebook community and deliver free trainings, I want to be able to to give give my best, just like I do when I show up, you know, every single day to coach my one-on-one clients. And so there's a certain element of myself that's required in order to do that. And so playing with, you know, first of all, what is resonating with with, with you all, right? I, I really take to heart the messages that I get on Instagram. Um, I love reading reviews of the podcast, um, you know, the emails that I get and things like that. What is helping my audience? Because I'm not here just to create more noise, right? Um, I talk a lot about the fact that there's so much noise in, well, in the health of space, but around Hashimoto's. And part of my intention in coaching and in free content is to really help you create clarity, is to cut through the fog and the fluff so that you feel clear and that you have direction moving forward. So I always want to know what's resonating. But part of my mission and my goal over the last six-ish months is to bring fun back into it. And it's a really interesting concept for me because as a whole, I take coaching really, really seriously because it has made, it has changed my life. And I'm not going to say necessarily that <laughs> I'm not going to speak for my clients and say like, oh, and it changes their life too. But I have seen some incredible shifts, not in my clients' bodies and the clothes that they wear and things like that, but in the way that they are able to make these insane decisions for their lives, the way that they're able to show up as parents, the way they're able to show up as, you know, partners and in their careers and, and just really, you know, I was talking to a client about how as a parents, we're really good at parenting our children, right? And we have to be able to to parent ourselves to a certain degree. 
And that's full circle to what I really wanted to share because I wanted to share today about this 30-day challenge that I'm in. I wanted to share the why behind it. If you follow me on Instagram, Natalie Brooke, Brooke is with an E, Guevara, then you probably have seen a little bit about this challenge today. The day that I'm recording um, is day 13. And I wanted to share the why behind that. And I wanted to share some of the lessons that I've, I've, I've been learning because it really goes back to this self-parenting thing, right? Because if we look at self-parenting as a form of self-care, your child's not going to go hungry. Your child is not going to go without clean clothes. Your child is not going to go without a lot of things, no matter how tired you are, no matter how busy life gets, no matter how bad you don't want to flip and do it. However, when it comes to us, I, you know, if you're a mom, I imagine you've run out of clean underwear. Um, I'm, I imagine you've skipped meals. I imagine that you have eaten just crumbs and leftovers because you were too tired to put food on a plate for yourself, right? And so, you know, for me in this new season of parenting, I have a 16-year-old, a 14-year-old, and now a 15-month-old. It's been a whole lot of figuring out me in this because I love my job and I love my clients, but for better or worse as a coach, you know, there's an element of of almost feeling like a parent a parent there as well, right? Because I'm leading and guiding, not directing, not telling, but it's it, it's guiding just just as the way that we want our children to learn and explore, and it, it's been an interesting it's been an interesting shift for me really in this past year because it's like whoa it almost feels like I'm doing the same thing in every area of my life except for for myself and I've really had to play and explore and experiment with how I can take the concepts that I'm coaching and how I can take the lessons that I'm learning as a new parent again and apply it to myself. And so I started this to be like, oh, you know, what what is the actual shift in the podcast? And it's not a major shift. I just want I was just, you know, most of the time when I record shows, which again, if you've been around for a while, you know I just kind of get on these tangents and we roll with it. But is really actually sharing more in the moment. And what that means is less sitting down in a recording studio setting and more like sharing, sharing what's going on with my clients, sharing what's what's on my heart, sharing what I'm moving through in however that shows up in the moment. And so maybe that does mean the audio quality is off one day, but I dare say that you would much rather appreciate just some raw, raw, vulnerable, honest, useful information versus polished, crisp, clear, whatever, um, that may be just a little bit watered down. And so this is my first, and, and yes, I'm, I'm in more of a studio setting today as I sit down and I re- uh, record this. I've got my little one down for a nap. I'm recording this pretty much in, in real time, the same week that the podcast will, will go up. Um, and as I said, I'm in day 13 of this challenge. And so I started this 30-day challenge, obviously 13 days ago. I started this 30-day challenge as a way to give myself direction. 
And this is really interesting because you likely know, again, if you are familiar with me, that I'm pretty against these really strict and rigid 30-day challenges. Um, I'm really against things like the 70-day hard. Because while I am all for consistency, commitment, and follow-through, I'm very much against setting yourself up to fail. And a lot of 30-day challenges and a lot of these, you know, we're going to do that grow in all hard are exactly that. Um, when I talk about 30-day challenges, a lot, a lot of times things come up like, you know, weight loss challenges and it's really restrictive. Like we're giving up alcohol, we're doing exercise every day for 30 days and we're doing this and we're doing this and we're doing this. And a lot of folks will get like some quick wins off of that. But at the end of the 30-day day challenge, it's, it's like, okay, now what? What did I learn from this? How am I going to apply this to the next 30 days and so on and so forth? And generally there is none of that, which leaves folks hopping from 30-day challenge to 30-day challenge and 30-day challenge and wondering why nothing ever sticks, nothing ever stays. And so this challenge is really, really different from that. <laughs> Completely different. It has nothing to do with weight loss. It has nothing to do with fitness. But the interesting thing that I've learned in this challenge directly thus far directly applies to all of those things. And so I actually wanted to share that with you um, and, and maybe even just challenge you or inspire you to try something similar in your own life. So when I started this 30-day challenge, I was communicating with my coach that I was, I was feeling kind of aimless. I was coaching clients every day. I, you know, my 15 month old still doesn't sleep through the night. So we're still battling things like fatigue and, you know, it's a, it's a different challenge every single day with, you know, scheduling and naps and, and, and what, what is he up for today? <laughs> um, so there's all these just unknown variables, but in terms of, um, what what I what I'm doing next? I have gotten really consistent with you know movement and exercise again, and as human beings, I talk about this in, in my coaching offers a lot. One of the elements of well being is just this need to achieve, and and a lot of us actually thrive. A lot of us actually feel better when we are working towards some type of goal. Now, if you're a woman, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, a lot of the goals that you've probably had shoved down your throat for a number of years have all been centered around weight loss. And I see this time and time again with my clients. And it's like, okay, whether they are actually like, yeah, I actually don't really care if I lose weight or they reach their weight loss goal. It's like, now what? Now what? And most of the people that I attract are really, really, really driven individuals. And so whether it's education or career, um, it's always something, it's always striving for something. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It becomes a bad thing when that's all that matters, right? And so I see this a lot in weight loss that it's it's like I'm willing to do whatever it takes in order to, to lose 10 pounds, in order to lose 20 pounds. And then again, a lot of people lose lose them lose pieces of themselves along the way. They lose pieces of of joy and satisfaction along the way, and that that's why these things don't stick. And so, for me, this challenge was around you know just launched the Hashimoto's lifestyle roadmap for the third time this year. So. We're in that program. I'm doing some things with my one-on-one -on -one clients and it's like, okay, I need some direction and focus. And I had mentioned to my coach um, a couple of months ago, I have some continuing education courses that I'm really interested in. I'm really pumped up about. I was just having a hard time 
getting going. And so she challenged me and she was like, what would it look like to give yourself a 30-day challenge? And immediately I was like, I don't know, what good is that going to do? And so we talked and worked through it. And so my challenge specifically is that I spend – I started with one continuing education course. I had to decide which one because I'm notorious for let me do three courses at one time and I'll do a little bit of this and a little bit of this and a little bit of this. And part of that is is probably, you know, some some neurodivergent um, brain tendencies uh, and and jumping back and forth. But But I know truthfully that in this season of my life with the fatigue, with, with the baby, with a full client load, that it's probably best for me not to, to, to do that. And so I have this course that I enrolled in in 2021, actually right before the reason that it did not get finished is it was right before I found out that I was pregnant and got really bad morning sickness. And so I was like, okay, let's go back to this course. Let's do some reviews. It's all on, on sleep, stress, and recovery and, and finish that. And so that's what I've been doing. And so the challenge is to spend 15 minutes per day on this course, 15 minutes. And the guidelines are that if I miss a day, I have to go back to day one. And again, as someone who's like the 70 day hard is so all or nothing, you're probably sitting here listening and you're like, how is that not all or nothing? And it actually kind of is. But there's a couple of things, first of all, you know, challenging myself to really focus on that was number one. But second of all, the really interesting piece are the things that I have already learned. And I started to really learn things at day five because in the beginning, I think it was day three, maybe day four, I had a really busy day and I had to do it at the end of the day. And I don't really love doing those things. And I had to sit down and have a conversation. And this was all happening in my head. You know, it's like day three or four or whatever. It's just 15 minutes. It's not that big of a deal to start the 30 days over at this point. And that was the conversation and self-coaching that had to occur in my mind. It's not that big of a deal. And the interesting thing and the reason that I share that is because our brains are really good. So first of all, our brains have this negativity bias, right? And so we look at things from a negative lens as a way to keep our, our, ourselves safe, right? It's, we're constantly looking for danger. What do we need to protect ourselves from, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I was tired and I was just like, didn't want to do anything. And my brain's like, oh, it would probably be safest if we don't do this thing, which is also why we perceive failure a lot. And failure is not necessarily a bad thing. Failure is always feedback. It's a response to certain endpoints inputs. And we can use things like failure as a way to correct and redirect and refine without it being our identity. And the problem becomes a problem when we identify as a failure rather than, okay, I'm experiencing some failure, right? And I could go all into identity shifts, but we're we're gonna stay we're gonna stay focused on this this challenge for for today. And so it was really interesting to sit back and, and witness myself because, you know, even looking back now, it's like it's 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 only fifteen minutes. And I remember back earlier towards January, the really beginning of this year, one of my big goals was just to move my body 20 minutes a day. It didn't matter if it was a workout, if it was a walk, if it was stretching, whatever. It's just to intentionally move my body for 20 minutes a day. And I remember one day my husband worked late. It was a rough day with the baby. I just didn't have like any opportunity to do anything for myself. It was 8.30 at night. We'd just finished dinner. And I was sharing with my husband how disappointed I was that I didn't 
get my 20 minutes of movement in. And I have a, a desk treadmill, a walking pad um, at my desk. And he looked at me and he was like, what is stopping you from going and just doing a 20-minute walk on that treadmill? And the answer was literally nothing other than my brain and the shitty stories that my brain was making up around, we didn't do this. We're a failure. We can't do this. We can't even commit to 20 minutes. And I was remembering that. And this is the interesting thing you know, about experiences. And when we, when we talk about failures, as I, I had an almost failure there, I was able to, to course correct. And we start to create the, the, we start to create different patterns, <coughs> excuse me, and self-efficacy around, okay, yeah, no, I can actually do this. And so I remembered that and I was like, goodness gracious, it is just 15 minutes. And one side of my brain was like, it's just a 15 minute challenge. We can just start over. And I think this was actually happening on maybe a Friday or Saturday. And it was like, we can just start over on Monday. Let's just make it Monday. This was a warm up. And then, which it's a fact, it's only 15 minutes. And the other fact was, it was only 15 minutes. And the reality is, for most of us, we can find 15 minutes to do just about anything, right? And so it's been really cool to witness as a coach, and by the way, you know, as a coach, I am absolutely obsessed with human psychology and behavior change. Because as I tell my clients day in and day out, if losing weight, if feeling better in your body, if getting healthy was all about food and fitness, we all have the keys to the kingdom. But it's not. It is all about managing our minds and behavior change and follow through and consistency and commitment and all of these actual really hard things. That's it. Food, fitness is not that hard. We make it hard. And then I was, I think it was the end of last week, I was looking at my progress on this course. And again, this is this is a course that I started in November of 2021, so almost two years ago. And it's just been looming over my head for, for two years. And not that I didn't want, I'm like I'm learning so much. It's fascinating. But I just couldn't ever, you know, be like, okay, we're going to sit down and we're going to work on this. And it's the same that I hear from a lot of my folks around meal planning, meal prepping, working out, is when we look at this big task, it's such a big thing. Okay, I need to carve out X amount of time. I need this and this and this and this and this. But to look at the progress that I've made, and by the way, I'm on track to finish this course this week, about seven more days. Because the guidelines are 15 minutes per day. I can do a little bit more than 15 minutes if I get in the groove, if I have time, if I, I'm motivated. But I only have to do 15 minutes. And so there's been many days that I've been tired. I didn't want to do it. And I've been able to self-coach myself just 15 minutes. Just do 15 minutes and you're done. And we count it and we move on. And it's incredible to see the amount of progress you can make in 15 minutes a day. And the the cool thing is, is I've been coaching, I've been coaching this for, for years and years and years, that most people perceive that in order to start working out, they need to commit to, you know, an hour a day, three days a week, five days a week, or whatever it is. And then they never start. 
or they convince themselves that it has to be so long and they'll do like one hour per week. Whereas if we just chip away at something for 15 minutes a day, you can start to make incredible progress. Not only that, not only that, it's not the progress, but it's the building the mental toughness and toughness and the resilience to say, I'm really tired. I'm really busy. My kid is sick. My husband's out of town. I have all this to do for work. And yet you still follow through on whatever it is. For me right now, it's a continuing education course because that was most relevant for me. But for a lot of my clients, it's taking 15 minutes to plan the next day of meals. It's taking 15 minutes to log their food. It's taking 15 minutes to take a walk, to do some body weight exercises, to do some breath work, to set themselves up for success for the next day, laying their clothes out, preparing for bed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And doing it no matter what. And checking in when your brain's like, oh, this is really small and insignificant. This is setting yourself up so that it is incredibly easy for you to succeed. And our natural tendency as human beings, our brain's natural tendency, is to set ourselves up to fail. To set ourselves up to fail. And so I want to challenge you, you know, again, what is by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be what, the 19th or 20th of October. There's still a good amount of this year left. And I know, I know, I have coached many, many holidays over the last decade. I know that you are in limbo between do I push forward or do I sit back down on the couch to January 1st? I can honestly tell you the way I feel over this seemingly insignificant 15 minutes of a continuing education course every single day, the pride that I feel in myself, the accomplishment, the mindset shifts that I have made are incredible. And so the reason that I wanted to share this with you today is to challenge you. Like, what is something that you can go all in on? Maybe it's just like start with 30 days. If 30 days seems like a lot, try two weeks. Try a week. Something that you can do every single day. And I also want to challenge you when you, your brain goes to, okay, what can I do around my food? What can I do around your exercise? In doing things like this, because I've seen – I've I've seen it 15 minutes a day on a continuing education course. I'm seeing it show up in how I am tidying up my home, how I am more present and showing up for my toddler, how I'm showing up for my workouts, how I'm able to go to the barn every day and ride my horses and play with my horses. I'm seeing it in so many avenues of my life, just from a 15 minute challenge, 15 minute challenge. So I want to challenge you when you feel like it needs to be whatever actually look at what could you do to challenge yourself. And by the way, 15 minutes is not the magic number. It could be five minutes. It could be five minutes. 15 minutes for me felt like easy enough, but also stretchy. And that's a good metric for, okay, this is where we're headed in the right direction. We want it to be easy enough to where literally there are no excuses that can get in your way, but also just a little bit stretchy. So it is a little bit of a challenge. 
But it doesn't have to be specific to your health and wellness goals because I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if you go all in on something, it will translate to those goals as well. As always, open to feedback. Would love to hear from you. You can learn more about me, coaching opportunities at updogwellnessandfitness.com. If this podcast episode was helpful, I would love it if you would screenshot it and tag me on Instagram at Natalie Brooke Guevara. As always, links are in the show notes. And um, five-star rating and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Help the podcast show up in search engines so more folks can find the show and um, can receive this free content that I put out each and every week. The Facebook community, the Hashimoto's and PCOS Lifestyle Roadmap is on Facebook. We have live trainings in there every Tuesday. would love to have you in there. And until next week, I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will chat with you soon.